Hello, and welcome to Build Your Empire with Tracy Diotto. I am Tracy Diotto, self-proclaimed network marketing expert and top 0.1% in my network marketing company. If you are enjoying my podcast, please screenshot and share it to your stories and tag me on Instagram at tracy.diotto. Today's episode is about handling prospecting objections. I know this is an uncomfortable topic for many, but alas, we must pursue prospecting if we want to grow our business and we want to grow our paychecks. So without further delay, here is the show. All right, I am coming to you live today to talk to you about handling prospecting objections. Now, this is a training that I just did for my team earlier today, and it's been really fresh on my heart. And I actually put together a guide for my team as well on how to handle prospecting objections. But I really feel like this is a topic that should be discussed because Prospecting is something that we should be doing in our business all the time, especially when we're thinking long-term in terms of actually wanting to grow our team and grow our income. Handling prospecting objections is something that we need to learn to get good at. And we're not going to get good at handling prospecting objections until we start prospecting, until we start sharing the business with people. And so, um, Let me just walk you through the steps of handling prospecting objections first, and then I'll talk to you about why uh, why we do this. So, objections are natural. Just so you know, when you are when you are sharing the business with someone, it's natural for someone to object because it's just human nature. It's just whenever we are presented with something where it's like. That's not, you know, I I look at my day and then I look at adding what you're presenting to me. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's doable. And this is why. And it's just normal for humans in general to have reasons why they can't. And it doesn't mean that they won't. But we on the on the end of sending those messages out, we tend to take those things personally. We tend to kind of crumble and um, and retract when really that is the opportunity to dive in and really get an understanding of what's going on in this prospect's life. So if they tell you that uh, they're too busy or if they tell you that there's too many so uh, there's too many representatives in my area, that is an opportunity for you to overcome that. So a time objection would be something like they say that they're far too busy to do uh, to become a representative, then you can ask them, Hypothetically, if you were to pursue this, how much time do you think you'd be able to put in on a daily or weekly basis? Because then we're getting an understanding of what they are envisioning it takes to like how much time it takes to work the business and versus how much time they actually have. Because for someone who's not familiar with network marketing at all is probably assuming that it's a substantial amount of time. They see you showing up on social media all the time, not realizing that a lot of your posts are scheduled. They, they, you're always there in front of them. And so it makes them think it typically, it makes them think that it takes a lot more time than it really does. And so 
you can, if they come back and say, I don't know, like five or seven hours a week, then amazing. That is more than enough time to be able to work your business and to be able to grow your business. But we're not going to know unless we take, unless we take that extra step to understand what's going on in their mind. And so There's other times where you share the business with someone, you ask them if they're open to checking it out, and they tell you that this, this, and this is going on in their lives, and they really can't right now. There's two types of responses, or I guess you could say two types of people on the way that they would respond to this. And the first one would be like, okay, um, may I just check back in with you in a couple of months? That's the first person. The second person completely puts the business aside and asks about them, asks about the things that they've got going on, asks about, um, you know, the things that they've just listed and, and you taking that as an opportunity to learn more about them, to cultivate that relationship with them. Because I like the mindset, there's two different mindsets. The one where it's like, okay, on to the next. Let me, let me check that box. I did my ask. I'm on to the next one. And I don't really care about what they had to say because they're not interested right now. And then the other mindset is, well, crap, I, I gosh, okay, so this is going on. Is everything okay? And really just say like not caring about the fact that they're not going to join your business right now and that you can actually go in and ask them what's going on in their lives. Because there's there's this like there's this understanding of of knowing that if you treat people with respect and you cultivate these relationships with these people they may it may not be a good fit for them right now but it could be in the future and because you put them first and you put their feelings and the things that they're going through first instead of your agenda that's, I'm telling you, that means the world to people. Just look at it from, from like if you were in their shoes, okay? Imagine someone comes to you and asks you if you'd be open to checking out whatever business it is that they're doing. And maybe inside of you, you do have some sort of genuine interest, like it, you are curious about it. You haven't really put a whole lot of thought into it, but the idea of it isn't a total turnoff to you, but it's just not the right time because maybe, I don't know, maybe I don't like putting all of these negative objections out there or negative situations out there, but maybe uh, you've got a sick parent that you're taking care of. Um, or there's, uh, some sort of something that is really taking your attention, um, and requiring your ultimate focus for this period in time. Okay. So imagine you, you have some sort of interest in it. The idea intrigues you. You haven't really put much thought into it because you've never been asked before, but you're busy right now because you've got this going on. If, if, if you told that person who had asked you, I'm, you know, like, I think so, but now's just not the right time. You're not telling them your life story. You just say now's not the right time. If they said, okay, uh, thanks anyways, and they just, you never hear from them again, or they say, okay, um, is everything okay? 
How, like, how would those different responses make you feel like, oh gosh, you know, I've got this going on. And, and then you start opening up to that person and you start building that bond with that person because that person's energy completely switched from wanting to wanting, like wanting you to join their business to never mind the business, what's going on with you. And those are the things that really resonate with you. Like they say, people will never remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And if you can make that mental separation and flip that switch to an abundant mindset, where it's like, if someone's just not in the position right now to pursue that business or to really learn more about what you're doing, if you can make that switch in your mind and just become a friend, become someone who cares, then that is going to resonate with them. They're going to feel that and they're going to get a, a an idea of what it's like to work with you, like how you carry yourself in, in every situation, um, whether it's, you know, servicing your clients uh, or working with prospects or anyone, your your energy and your attitude should be the same everywhere. So if you are going into these conversations with an abundant mindset and knowing that, yes, they have objections, but it's okay because I got you and I care about you, that's completely going to change the energy of the conversation. And it's really going to impact the relationship that you have with this prospect because they may not be, they may not be someone who's available to join you right now. But maybe six months from now, maybe a year from now. But the problem in network marketing is that people tend to look at their business in months. Uh, They don't look at their business in six-month periods or one-year periods. They look at their business in these singular months. And what's happening is that if that that prospect is not going to help them accomplish that particular goal that they have for that month, then what happens is that they just, they dismiss that person and they don't care. Like you and I, we need to think long-term. You need to think about, is this person someone who I just care about right now because I need them to join me? Or is this someone who I, I care because that's the kind of person I am. I care and I will be here when they're ready to pursue the business, because I know that I can hold myself accountable and that I can show up for my business. And so that is, I guess that's, that's just one aspect of it is, um, is really understanding and really listening to your, um, to your, your prospect and really understanding what is going on in their lives. And so what, you know, what's really important is do you take the time to um, to have these conversations and to understand what people are going through and and to learn how to get better at having these conversations? Um, I put together a guide for my team on the typical objections, and I really encourage you, um, if you're not on my team or you're in, a, in another team or another business, I really encourage you to put together a list of the common objections that you're getting and start brainstorming ways that you can overcome them. 
Um, there's sometimes people have objections around time, around money, um, around saturation, around uh, not supportive spouses, around the fact that they can't do sales or around the fact that they've failed in past um, MLMs. And really there's all, most of those are mindset related issues and those are ways we can over, help them overcome them. But we aren't going to get better at having these conversations until we start having these conversations. And I know I've said it before, I've butchered so many conversations with prospects, um, with so many people in the past, and um, and I had to, you know, I had to learn from those situations. I had to learn what not to say. I had to sometimes, you know, take a take a bite of humble pie and really realize that, gosh, I screwed that up. I really did not handle that well. But that was an opportunity to grow. That was an opportunity to learn from. And so when you're having these conversations and you're not getting the results that you hope for, take those as opportunities to learn from it, to understand how what could I have done differently in this conversation to make it better. And I personally love um, seeing screenshots of conversations and, and giving advice and essentially picking them apart and telling, telling my teammates what they could have done better. Because we cannot grow if we're not doing the things, first of all, and then also if we are not opening ourselves up to being coachable and, and having our work analyzed, having our work looked at. Um, and then the, um, the, the other thing I want to talk about is like, I know that prospecting is very uncomfortable. I know that especially if it's something that you you've don't really do often, or maybe you did before a lot, and then you just stopped, and then your confidence tanked because you stopped doing it. Um, prospecting is not comfortable, and it takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of practice. But you have to, like, let's talk numbers for a second. You have to know what's on the table when you are growing your team. Network marketing rewards people for growing their team. And I'm not talking these like signing bonuses or anything like that. I'm talking about when you share the business with other people and those people pursue the business and they work the business, you get paid continuously as a result. If you haven't lately, looked at the compensation plan for your company. If you, are, if you are looking at your check month after month and it's only the, the commissions from your own sales and it's not from your residuals from the production of your team, there is a lot of money on the table. Trust me. There's a lot of people on my team who are making substantial, substantial income from the production of their team, from the sales of their team, from sales that you are not personally making. That is one of the most amazing parts about our, our business model, about this industry, is it rewards people for sharing the business, for leading them, 
for pointing them to the resources and for helping them to continue working their business and to help develop them into leaders. But this business is all about growing and doing the uncomfortable things. So are you valuing staying comfortable because you don't just don't want to deal with the objections? Are, would you rather stay comfortable or do you want to grow your paycheck? Do you want to see your check grow month after month? Because I knew when I was working full time, I knew that the only way that I was going to see exponential growth in my paycheck was by growing a team. I was not the top sales leader. Like my own sales, great, okay, great. I had some I had some goals, but I was not the top sales leader because I was applying a lot of efforts in sharing the business and talking to people about the business. Because I knew that is what is going to lead to the long-term larger growth in my paycheck. Making sales now, that pays you now. Sharing the business and prospecting and growing your team, that pays later. Later's gonna come. Now is gonna pass us, later's going to come. And if you're constantly working on growing your team, sharing the business, and helping your teammates lock into the resources so that they can follow in your footsteps and do the same things, you're going to create an organization. You're not just going to have this, oh, small but tiny but mighty team. You are going to have a large team. It's, it's inevitable, but you have to prioritize. You have to look at, am I asking the people? Okay, you have to ask yourself, at, like, when was the last time I shared the business with someone? Because I've been asked, I, I, I've had teammates come to me and say, Tracy, no one wants to join me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I said, okay, send me the screenshot of your last conversation when you um, approach someone about the business. You know what they do most times? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. This is a voluntary business. This is a voluntary business and most of us have a million other things that we could be doing. Sharing the business takes intention. It's accountability. It's holding yourself accountable and do what you need to do, whether it's making checklists for yourself or setting a timer or putting it on your planner. Um, do something for yourself so that you can keep yourself accountable when it comes to doing the business activities. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who can sell like crazy, who can post like warriors on social media, like it's nobody's business. But when it comes time to really talking to someone about the business, it's, it's not being done very often. There's a lot, a, a lot that be, is being left on the table. And so, you know, you, like I said, you have to decide, do you want to stay comfortable and just coast? Or would you rather lean into being uncomfortable saying, it's okay if I don't do it perfectly? It's okay if I screw up because that's the only way I'm going to learn. 
That's the only way that you're going to learn. These, these, like, I can give you a, a million page list of how to handle objections, but you're not going to feel comfortable handling them until you start facing them yourself. So it, I mean, I can only, I can, I can only, you know, um, push you so hard and motivate you so hard to do the work. Um, but that has to come from inside of you. You have to decide, do I want to make a change in my life? Do I want to change my financial situation in my life and in my family's life? Do I envision more for my life and is my are my current actions going to take me there? Set some goals, reverse engineer how you're going to get there. But ultimately it's you got to you got <laughs> the only way you're going to get good is by sucking at it first. And I know it's uncomfortable, but things don't stay uncomfortable forever. It does get easier. It does get better. It feels more natural. And eventually you will be the one who's the master at handling objections. And you're going to be a recruiting boss. You're going to be growing your team. And you're, you are going to be the one walking your team through their own struggles, through their own red light stories, through their own limiting beliefs, through the issues that they're having in their conversations. You can get there, but you have to take that first step and, die, and really going into the uncomfortable and, to, and be willing to just be willing to fall flat on your face. Um, but I will tell you, it is tremendously worth it not just from the financial aspect, but from the amount of growth that you have inside of your heart because you're able to witness other people on your team overcome their own limiting beliefs, find their own voice, create that confidence in themselves. And that is one of the most rewarding things. Making money is great, but making an impact is so much better. That's what that's what really all brings it all together. It's being able to align a passion with being able to to sustain yourself financially doing the same thing. Imagine that. It is possible. It is doable. But you kind of have to get sick and tired of your situation too if that's if like if that's what it takes. I knew I didn't want to stay in the corporate life forever and that's why I decided to make a change. I knew that maybe at some point in the future I'd be able to leave my job. I didn't know when. I had no idea when. But I kept going because I knew it would happen eventually. Can you say the same for yourself? Do you have that faith in yourself? Can you keep going knowing that at some point you'll be able to make a change? You gotta ask yourself that. So anyways, that is uh, today's training on handling prospecting objections. I hope you found this helpful. And uh, again, as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I am here for you anytime. All right. <music>